interrupt your program to bring you this important podcast. How to 911. Can you can you put me out of service on a podcast, please? Hey guys, welcome back to How to 911. Today we have another special guest. Um, before that, I'm Sammy. I'm Erica. And we're going to be meeting with one of our police officers from the Loveland Police Department, who is. I am Brandon Casterling. Yay! Welcome. Thanks. Yeah. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, so um, I've worked here, I've been a police officer for 11 years. Um, I've worked with the Loveland Police Department for. Uh, eight years, uh-huh. um, and I'm a patrol officer, and I've held a few collateral assignments um, throughout that time. What are those collateral assignments? Uh, currently, I am um, on the SWAT team. Mm-hmm. I am also a um, alert or as an um, active assailant instructor, mm-hmm. and I'm also on our peer support. Um, in the past, I've done um, crisis negotiations. I've been a background investigator and a CIT coach. Perfect. What is CIT for those who don't know? Uh, it's a, a critical incident team, um, and it's uh, all officers uh, go through this training, and it's just how to handle calls where people are going through some kind of crisis or have some having some kind of mental um, issues. Um, it just better trains officers how to deal with those um, type of situations and how um, those type of calls require, um, I don't know, just a, a little bit more training um, and how to communicate with people and stuff like that. So. Gotcha. So what brought you to the Loveland Police Department? Uh, so I was a police officer in Windsor, which is right next door to Loveland. Um, I was ready to move on um, from Loveland and kind of searching um, where to go. and. Um, I was actually, so I'm from the metro area and thought maybe I'd head back that way. Um, but I had worked with um, Loveland police officers at the Budweiser Event Center. And um, I met a few of them and a few of them encouraged me to put an application. They th- um, felt that I could fit in here well. And so I put an application in and got the job. So here we are. Here we are. <laughs> awesome. Um, so you do a lot of things for your job, a lot of little collateral things. Do you like your job and what you do? Yeah, 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 yeah. Being just uh, like being a police officer and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, being a police officer and then all those little side duties you do. Yeah, I like I like being a police officer. You know, as its days like uh, you know any job. You right. Know, some days are better than the other days. So um, some days you might ask me, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like but yeah, for for the most part, yeah, I love my job. I love what I do. So. What's your favorite and least favorite parts about it? Uh, let's see, least favorite part about it, um, it definitely has to be uh, the paperwork, the um, um, just the this all all that kind of stuff, the office stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I really enjoy being out in the community um, um, and just interacting with people. My favorite part. Um, you know, I guess when you um, work on a case and you um, get your bad guy, that's a really good feeling. Um, or you're able to help someone. Um, those are the times that remind you, like, this is why I love this job, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Awesome. Um, so why did you join SWAT? Uh, so I had been doing, um, I'd been a negotiator on our SWAT team for three, four years. And um, 
been doing that for a while and uh, liked it, um, but I was ready to, I don't know, try something new, something different, um, something more challenging. Um, and so um, I decided that I'd give it a give it a go, learn new things. So, yeah. What? Tell us a bit about it. Uh, so, um, in our team, um, we have the tactical side of SWAT, and then we have crisis negotiators. Um, and we work together to resolve um, high-risk uh, situations. Um, so, um, negotiators um, they will gather um, intelligence and then talk to the suspect and try to um, have him come out um, and then the tactical side we will um, work more on the physical side of things we set up a perimeter to make sure that no one can go in and no one can um, escape um, if we have to we will go in and um, get that person we also um, deploy uh, tools to help resolve the situation in a, in a peaceful manner. So, What are those tools? Uh, anything from uh, gas guns to um, less lethal um, um, uh, type of uh, tools. Um, we have um, a sage that uh, shoots, um, uh, it's like a, um, like a beanbag round essentially. Um, we have, you know, cameras and stuff like that that we can put inside the building to try to get a better look. Um, uh, you know, and then from any, everything from less lethal to more um, lethal type of stuff. So, are some of the tools that we have. Um, we have a Bearcat, which is an armored um, vehicle that um, we can um, get right up into the the area safely. Um, shields. Um, I mean, there are tons of tools. There's so many yeah there's a lot too many <laughs> yeah um so you talked about being in peer support mm -hmm. tell us a bit about that and how you got into it uh so a lot of my career has been you know doing things like cit and the crisis negotiator um and um i had this is the first agency that i've been to that actually had a peer support team mm -hmm. um and i could see especially going through a lot of the training for crisis negotiator, um, saw the value in it and I wanted to be a part of it and be able to help um, officers um, dealing with either um, difficult situations or difficult calls or, um, or even just home life difficulties, dealing with stuff at home. Um, and I wanted to be, it's an important unit and I wanted to be a part of it to, to be able to help. So, um, so there was an opening on the peer support team and I put in and then you know with everything there was uh, required training and then uh, we meet every month and then um, we do more training every month on top of that so gotcha so tell us a little bit more about the other special assignments that you do I can't remember what all you yeah do. so um, I am also a um, active assailant um, instructor yeah. and so we just uh, we train um, tactics and how to deal with um, situations such as like school shootings or mass shootings and stuff like that where you have uh, multiple officers going into um, usually a, a large building to deal with um, suspects um, or a suspect. Um, it's just how to teach officers to um, what tactics are good tactics to use in that situation. Um, 
but these, you know, and, and obviously these, uh, we tell people that the tactics that they learn can um, just be used in um, regular patrol work too. So it's just teaching officers tactics on how to deal with um, incidents that are um, happening right now that need to be resolved. So, yeah. How long? How often do you guys train for that? So um, we train all the new hires um, that um, come through our pre-service, and then once a year. Um, we train everyone in the department, so just annually every year. So. Gotcha. Um, is that it? Is that all that you do? Uh, yeah, um, I'm trying to think. Um, and like I said, I've done other things in the past, background investigator. Um, when anyone um, applies for a job here, whether it's a sworn position or um, a professional, um, we do a background investigation on them to make sure that um, you know, we've got a great agency here. We want to hire good people. Um, so we want to make sure that we have uh, good people that work here. So we do a, a background investigation on them. And it's um, uh, pretty extensive um, as far as we go back 10 years with, um, you know, where they've lived, where they've worked. You know, we'll go out to where they live. We'll knock on their neighbor's doors. We will um, contact every police department in the cities that they've lived, where they went to school. We'll contact their schools, we'll um, contact friends and stuff like that, um, just to kind of get a better um, understanding of who that person is and if they're going to be a good fit in our agency. So, Did you enjoy doing that? I did. It's, it's, um, it's a collateral assignment, and uh, I've been working nights for a while, so it's a, it's a hard yeah. assignment to do on a working a night shift. It's a lot of... Um, paperwork and a lot of like research a lot of reports so um, it was it was fun if it, I think it'd be a fun job if it was like my full-time job right um, but uh, it was it was definitely fun you get to travel um, at times because we get applicants from out of state and stuff like that so um, that can be fun um, and then you know going out and meeting um, people meeting people in other agencies that kind of stuff so it's fun um, it's it's uh, it's a fun part of um, being part of this agency and doing your part to make sure that we're bringing good people into the agency yeah do you ever look at somebody who you did a background on and they got hired and you're just like you're welcome no I th <laughs> 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 no I think like uh, I think people sometimes people are like uh, oh thanks you know but really um, they did the work to be where they were at and I just yeah. you know were, was verifying essentially what they they put on the application so yeah gotcha. <laughs> so they really did all the work you just yeah I just made sure it was I verified check check the check boxes gotcha. so yeah <laughs> um, this is the hardest no this is not the hardest I always switch them for some reason what does dispatch do well do you think uh, let's see, what does dispatch do well? Um, I think you guys do, and when you ask like, what is dispatch well, we're just talking about like love and dispatch, we're talking like. I mean, I, we would love to have a pat on the back, but if you have other agencies that come to your mind, or if general things yeah. come to mind. Um, I think that our, like our dispatch does incredible job with um, finding information for us a lot of times 
will ask for something and the dispatcher is already on it or sent it to our computer, will be saying it and it's, it's coming to our computer. Um, I think they, we have very good dispatchers that know their job and they do it very well. Um, I think they do that very, very well. So, yeah. Good. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Flip of that. <laughs> what do, what can we improve on? Um, I guess, um, you know, one of the things, like, especially when we have, like, calls that are, um, like, higher calls, more, um, higher risk calls, just more information, um, you know, I, I think a lot of people, when they call, they give very, like, uh, my girlfriend, she's acting crazy, um, and, like, what does crazy mean? Like, does it, she's throwing stuff around, or she just, um, did she just stab someone? You know, um, I've been to calls where, um, where you get kind of a general like, yes, yeah, someone's acting crazy, and it turned out like someone got stabbed. Oh, you know, um, and I think that when people call nine one one, they need to understand that nine one one is just as important as a, a patrol officer showing up. I think a lot of people are just like. I don't want to tell you, I want to give you a lot of information just to get the cops here. Yeah. Well, it helps us do our job better and quickly if we have all the information. Um, because, you know, especially for dispatchers to remember that based on the information that we get determines um, what kind of actions we're going to take when we um, get on, on scene. I mean, if I've got information that someone's just been stabbed and uh, a female suspect and I roll up and I see a, a female running with a knife, um, I could be justified in shooting her. Um, but mm -hmm. if we find out later that no one's been shot, and we've had calls like that where it's, you know, it sounds like, whoa, it, the world is coming apart and you get there and you're like, oh, that didn't happen. <laughs> you know, so yeah. uh, just getting getting the information and, and making sure that it is I guess correct, and um, and I understand that to a, to a certain extent, dispatching is kind of like shorthand because you're trying to get as much information mm -hmm. as quickly as you possibly can, um, but just maybe not letting people get away with just some of those ambiguous like, um, oh my friend's been stabbed. Like, did you see your friend get stabbed? How do you know your friend got stabbed? Mm -hmm. You know, type of things. Um, just because uh, it really dictates kind of how we're going to handle that call um, and. Um, and that kind of stuff. So I just remind both people who call and dispatchers that y you guys are very important to what we do. We're a team, and um, you guys really help us how we're going to handle that call. So thank you for saying that. Yeah, that's very nice. And yeah. um, I feel like we've talked about that aspect in another episode mm -hmm. previously, or in the future. However, it's going to come out what episode yeah <laughs> with Matthew and we were talking about like um like oh. we like we need descriptors yeah, it's a, it's a yeah. future episode okay future episode <laughs> but um to be to be clear like that on exactly what they're seeing and what has happened right yeah because it it can be right. literally life or death it could be yeah absolutely absolutely and we um I'm training someone right now and it's We've had instances where I'm like, you, if you don't understand what the caller is telling you, someone else isn't going to understand. Yeah. So we have to just, why? 
and what does this mean and explain this to me some more right. so it's super yeah. clear not just for us but for our um, dispatcher who's airing the call and then for you guys yeah. because you you're um, I want to say it's, it's not playing a game but it's like you we both don't have visuals right so we are trying to do our best writing down these visuals yeah. to give you the best mental picture before you arrive on yeah scene. exactly and then you know so when you know if we're going to like a stab and call let's use that example you know there's a thousand things going to police officer's head when you're getting there like okay well, what am i going to do if this happens and what if this is going to if i do this happen and when that information is coming out and being aired to us it helps us shape that mm -hmm. and narrow that from a million options mm -hmm. to help us shape that to okay so that i'm getting this information so when i arrive i need to do this this and this that's a good thing to point out too because we can be, I think I can be narrow-minded. I won't put everyone in there, but um, expecting like, well, I've, I've sent you to this address and you know, look for this number, but you're arriving on scene with, like you said, so many other things. You have, I have what-if scenarios that are going through my mm -hmm. head. You have so many what-if scenarios, but in a different way. Yeah. And um, possibly higher consequence. Right. Like and and I'm, you know, I'm also thinking like, okay, uh, where's the house in relation to the block? Mm -hmm. um, how far do I need to park away, mm -hmm. or should I go all the way up to the house? Um, you know, which which house am I going to? So I'm thinking not only, okay, uh, this is the call that I'm dispatch. How do I need to deal with this? Mm -hmm. um, what crimes have been committed? But also just normal stuff of I'm still have to drive there safely with other people mm -hmm. on the road. So I'm thinking. I have to think about that and then you know so there's a lot of stuff going um, through through our heads um, and so um, I always sometimes um, dispatchers won't give like they won't read all the like notes or whatever and they're like oh and I don't know if they're thinking like oh the officer can read that but sometimes it's hard to read all the notes and yeah. still do all that stuff you know we tell people don't text and drive right. you know and that's a reason because you're distracted same thing on a computer if I'm trying yeah. to read all the notes you know and there's there's times when even, and it doesn't even have to be like a high risk, there's sometimes I miss notes mm -hmm. on things just because I'm driving, I have I've turned so I maybe skipped over right. uh, the notes and stuff like that. And so, um, um, but yeah, so uh, just, I just want people to, when they call in, just, you know, give as much detail as you possibly can. Um, I've been up in dispatch where people are like freaking out and they're just yelling at you, just get the cops mm -hmm. here, just get the cops here. And uh, they don't realize that we're coming, mm -hmm. but get us as much information mm -hmm. as we possibly can so we can handle it um, the best way and as quickly to resolve it as quickly as we can, so. That's good, yeah, yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. Um, what do you want the public to know about the Loveland Police Department or just like anything that you think that they should know? officers um you know that i guess that we're just we're people just like them who've got families and and jobs and um that we're we're just we're just people just trying to do the best that we can um be patient with us sometimes we make mistakes um and um you know we're that as, a, as an agency, as a Love and Police Department, we're always trying to do the best that we can. Um, and we, we know that because we are very selective on who we hire. Like it goes back to the backgrounds. We are very selective on who we hire. We have a standard. Um, and so know that 
we are trying to do the best that we can from dispatch to the patrol officer um, to all the to records to everyone um, that we're humans and we're just trying to do do um, our job just the same as um, they do their jobs and so um, uh, you know so just just um, know that and think about that that we're not these superhuman like we're just robots like you know um, type of type of things that we're people just like like them um, and we're, you know we're trying to help them out so yeah, that's good. yeah. anything else you want to talk about uh, that we forgot to ask questions about or is there question? question? yeah no. you um, started in Windsor yeah why did you want to be a police officer uh, so I actually started in Sterling was the first oh, wow. agency. Yeah, so I worked with three or three agencies. Um, you know, um, ever since I was a little kid, I think I've always wanted to um, be a police officer. Um, I grew up in uh, Denver, not a very good neighborhood, and um, I always saw the police officers um, that came to help us, and they were always very helpful, and they were always there to, you know, save us from some, you know, bad situations. Um, and I think I liked seeing that. I liked, um, you know, you, you, when people watch movies, they watch superheroes, and like, oh, man, that'd be cool to be a superhero, right? So for me, um, I got to see that, and I um, wanted to be that at an early age. So as an, an early age, um, anytime I saw a cop car or heard a cop car, stopped whatever I was doing just to watch them drive by, you know, as a kid, watched every episode of Cops. Um, so it's something that I've always really wanted to do um, growing up. And um, I kind of, once I became an adult, um, kind of put it off for a couple of years. Um, and, um, and then um, I got uh, laid off um, in 09. And I was like, you know, seems like a good time. Yeah. So I went to the police academy and then um, I started applying for jobs and Sterling was the first one to say yes. <laughs> so um, I went out there and I worked there for a short time and then moved to uh, Windsor. And it was a good agency. It's definitely different working for smaller towns, yeah. bedroom community towns. It's a lot of uh, quality of life mm -hmm. type of calls. Mm -hmm. um, and kind of, you know, you, you kind of, you know, thinking back, you know, like, oh, I want to be a police officer. You watch cops and you're like, yeah, you know, uh, I guess barking dog calls is just not that exciting. And, and not that, like, that's all they get, yeah. you know, um, that, you know, the we, I was actually pretty surprised um, when I went out to Sterling, um, just how actually busy they were. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I, I didn't know anything about Sterling. I yeah. grew up in Denver, which is a large city. I think Sterling is 14,000, and uh -huh. I think 4,000 is as the prison population. <laughs> so, um, but I was, you know, it's it still is a nice, quiet community, mm -hmm. but it still has its fair share of crimes. Mm -hmm. Same thing with uh, Windsor. With Windsor. Um, but I wanted to work for a larger agency, that had a lot of more um, growth as far as collateral assignments, um, SWAT teams, and I mean, we have we have units and everything here that you can do in larger cities. Um, and I wanted to have those opportunities um, to do those things as a police department. And um, Loveland was an agency that wasn't far from where me and my family had settled down that I could do that. So, nice. uh, yeah. Do you have 
aspirations to go to a bigger agency? No. 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 I think, uh, yeah, I think, <clears throat> I think early in my career, I, I always thought I'd um, get back down to the metro area, work for Loveland, or sorry, uh, Denver or Aurora type of agency. Um, but as I've grown in my career, um, you know, we, we, we get to do everything that those guys do, um, but we're not just like call to call all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, we really do get to do some of our own investigative work mm -hmm. and um, where those guys, um, you know, everything is turned over to like, you know, we get a DV, we work that case until mm -hmm. a suspect's usually in custody where mm -hmm. in Denver you guys, you take the initial report and it goes to the DV detectives mm -hmm. type of thing. Um, so I think, um, Loveland for me is a good size agency and every person's different. Some people um, want to work in a smaller town, they want to work in a larger town, but for me, um, mid-sized town like Loveland um, was a really good uh, fit for me. So, And, I, and I, I think in my early career I didn't know that um, and it, you know, as I grew and, be, and more years went by as a police officer, you kind of have to find, um, mm -hmm. you know, we, I, we, I think there's a lot of officers you guys probably have talked to that have, are spoken to that have come from different agencies um, because they're looking for what's right for them. So um, Loveland's that fit for me, so yeah. Good. Yeah. Do you have any aspirations to any other collateral assignments? Anything you wanna dip your toe in later? Uh, you know, uh, not, no, not right now. I, um, so I've been a police officer for 11 years and I have worked night shift um, all that time. And so I've recently just been, day shift so right now like that's the new collateral for me right. like, to me it's, it's gonna be yeah. definitely different um, it's a different city mm -hmm. you know every time I, I come to like a training during the day um, it feels like a different city you know there's more people out businesses are open um, and then like just daylight you know yeah. like oh when did that building get there you know, like, they built when did they bu exactly. build that yeah so um, the calls are different, you know. Um, so that's that's the new challenge for me. It's going to be day shift. There's definitely things I think I've forgotten how to do just because we you know we don't get mm -hmm. those type of calls all the time on on night shift. So um, right now I'm looking forward to that and um, seeing the sun. So I yeah. got to go buy some sunglasses. <laughs> so, you know. Some sunglasses. Yeah. Cool. Are you good? I'm good. Cool. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Um, if you have any questions for Erica and I or Officer Kesterling, you can email us at howto911podcast at cityofloveland.org. And all of our social media, which is just howto911 or Loveland Emergency Communications Center, you know, you know the drill. Um, but until then, know where you are, know your phone number, and tell us exactly what happened.